systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. Oh, yeah. Because I can't think of a better idea than drinking a soda while doing a podcast. I was going to say, was there a little bit your dinner in that burp right there? Bit, yeah. I thought like there was some lobster that there just was, that, burped up that there. That was a little bit loaded, yeah. That was a little <laughs> loaded burp. I, I just, like, I never drink soda, and now that we have soda in the house, like, I split one with Pat usually, but it's I cannot handle the carbonation. <laughs> See, the great um, pop divide in our house, and it's, I guess it's... I'm in the minority by far. Do you call it pop, by the way, or do you call it soda? Um, in Chicago, where I grew up, uh, typically we called it pop. Okay, because I, I, had, I, I wondered if you picked that up when we moved to Michigan. No, no, no. I had, I had. So what happened was, I grew up in Chicago. We called it pop. Got into the broadcast industry where you leave uh, your native town, and I really transitioned to saying soda because yeah. that's what the majority of the country says. And then when we moved to Michigan. They call it pop as well, yeah. so I was able to kind of reintroduce it to my vernacular, and it's just kind of stuck now. So, pop. But uh, yeah, no. The divide is is that I, for me to drink uh, pop, it it has to be cold or be on ice, preferably cold. I hate warm, uh, warm plastic. Soda. Well, I hate one. I hate plastic bottles. I don't like having pop out of plastic bottles at all. I like it out of cans, and then preferably if the can was ice cold. Oh, okay. Okay, Diva. I know. Uh, let me get the, pe- oh, let very, me get the peacock it, yes, feather to fan you with. I know. It's very Mariah Carey, like <laughs> pink toilet paper shit. Separate but, the M&Ms. But AJ and our son have no problem drinking warm room temperature uh, pop. They, they'll just take it, you know, right out. See, and for me, that's the barrier. See, I feel like if it didn't have to be cold for me, I'd rip through the whole fucking thing because we yeah. keep them, you know, we, we keep, keep them it, warm. Yeah, yeah, we keep them kind of separated from the the rest of the house. Yeah, Otherwise, keep them separated. we would like drink them all. But, you know, I there just, you go. I'm very much like Enjoy I open that. it. I want like two drinks and then I'm done. Yeah. And I can. It's like booze. I can't handle it. My it's body. Booze. I cannot handle my 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 soda. Yeah. You should have seen her when she was a drinker, man. You were like a, she had to uh, get inebriated fast. Can there we were, not talk about those do days? I don't do drink that? anymore. Come on. So I do all all week at work. Talk substance abuse. You know, I thought about that because we're um, we're having we're recording this on Saturday, okay, Saturday evening. Um, because we're trying to kind of figure out our work schedules here yeah. and the podcast schedule. So we right started after rec- dinner because AJ just burped hers up. I did just burp Obviously. it up. Yeah. Um, but we're having my friend over. Um, long story short, I've known her since first grade. Yeah, we went to school together. Um, lost touch when. You know, we all went to college and then she married one of our friends from study hall and we reconnected and she's lived all over the world with the military. Mm-hmm. Ironically, we have both ended up in Tucson. Gotcha. So um, this is like a lifelong friend, but she's coming over tomorrow and bringing her kids because they don't have a pool at their house and they yeah. know we have a pool. So I'm like, bring the kids over, run them ragged. It's cool. And I texted her like last minute and said, hey, do you want any adult beverages? Because I forget that like not everybody doesn't drink. Oh, yeah. And I'm not like opposed to other people. I don't give a shit if you drink. Yeah, and sure. I, I don't care if you drink at my but house. But you just don't have any alcohol in the no, house. No, we don't. And that's why I'm like, I don't even have anything to offer her. Like, you want a wine cooler or a yeah. beer? We have no booze in the house. And she's like, no, I'm okay. But I And I didn't say that I don't drink anymore because I feel like that's... 
like code for you shouldn't drink either, which it's not. It is a loaded statement. But that's statement. why I don't have booze in the house. You know, it's a loaded statement that's getting very much more unloaded with uh, generational passing. And I think with Gen Z, it's it's going to get filtered down the most. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you get into Gen X and above, if you say something like, I don't drink, it is very much attached to, oh, you must have had a problem. Yeah. Right? Now, if you talk to probably millennials and below Gen Z and whoever comes after that, that's just, they're used to they that world. Yeah, there's like, eh, well, maybe we do this, or maybe I just, you know, I puff a little weed, or, you know, I just drink fucking fruit shakes or whatever. Whatever it is, you know, I feel like there was a stigma attached to it, but you're right, you know, when, when you are in a certain um, generation, which, you know, you're a zennial and you hang out with Gen Xers, and a lot of them want to come over and crack a beer, you do feel like you should at least be able to just be like, hey, you want a beer or something? Yeah, I want to offer to somebody a, a drink if they want it. And, and it is it is awkward because I did have a problem, which is why I don't drink anymore. And yeah. I'm not like ashamed to say it. Yeah. And again, I'm not ashamed to be like, hey, I had a problem, so I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Here's a beer. Sure. Like, it doesn't bother me. But I just, I totally forgot that that's how people entertain. That's it's, how people relax. Yeah, and I'm because I'm going to the store tomorrow morning <laughs> to pick up a couple of things for when they come over. I'm like, do you want wine coolers or something? But then again, like she's, she's also right now, um, she is, I don't want to say a single mom, but she is parenting solo because her husband is in Nevada with the air force. So I'm like, I don't know if she'll want to like drink when she's got to drive drive kids with the kids. Like, so, and those are like, those are eighties rules. When your kid used to (laughs) drive you to, you know, your dad take you to softball, get, get, get half buzzed up. Drive put, you you in the, your, put you in the front yeah. seat without a seatbelt. You, you know, drives you and your buddy home, dumps him off on the corner. No big deal. No, yeah, that's a... Um, it was so awkward, though, because I just yeah. forgot that, like, that's a nice thing to offer people. You would love over. hanging out when I lived in Utah, which was kind of uh, when I was really... Boy, I was drinking a lot. <laughs> and Which is weird, because you think Utah, like, oh, hold on, there's a lot of sober folks there. There are, but there's a lot of counterculture. Uh, but I, you could end up at more events that were liquor free, sure. Than you could, and then like you would, you would know till you show up, and you're like, ah, yeah, shnikes, oh you damn, know? and you would have to. But <laughs> sorry, dang, yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd have to watch <laughs> that shit too. Uh, <laughs> stuff, so stuff, yeah. so you know, you would, uh, you'd love entertaining there, and then, and, and then at the end of the party, everyone passes the hat to cover the cost of the barbecue and the chips. And oh, that's amazing. Very nice. I uh, hope uh, everyone is doing well. Welcome to the 61st episode of our podcast, the Pat and AJ podcast. 61. 61. Who would have thunk that we actually figured out our schedule to do this? Just barely. We almost although, forgot about it today, too. This is like, although now I feel like, what is it? I feel like Christian Slater and Pump Up the Volume, where he's doing Happy Harry Hard on the pirate radio DJ who only DJs at night. Cause you know, we're here like in the, in the dark of night and AJ has the lights turned down low in the studio. And this can I, I feel just like say, we're kicking some like real underground shit, man, this room. And there's a video of it up on uh, all our social media and stuff. And I'll put another picture up, mm-hmm. but this room, which Pat has affectionately started to call the groove room, it's a groove room. Um, makes me so happy. Like it is the most I'm glad, awesome, welcoming environment. And it's just weird because when, I first got here to Arizona. I looked at all the rooms in the house because I was here by myself for six weeks, and I, I just could not picture how this room was going to come didn't together. Like this room, yeah. There no, was... I didn't not like it. I just I was looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know how we're going to make this into a didn't studio you and a work this, from home. Didn't you want to give this to our son? Didn't you want to have him in this room originally? Yeah, I mean, it's and I realized 
it's not necessarily bigger than his room. His room has vaulted ceilings, and Which it's, is it's pretty cool. It's literally the same shape as his room. It's just on a. It's 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 flipped around. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, we realized that we couldn't have like a podcast studio in a room with vaulted ceilings. Be a little hard. Yeah. So I mean, we still need to do some soundproofing in here. But God, it looks great, and that is all thanks to you because you You're welcome. Thank you. This so, is like Pat's room. This is it, all his stuff's in yeah. here. You know, notice it's Pat's room, and she. I shit you not, spends nine. 99% of the time. <laughs> I'm now gone um, 40 hours a week. I have my own office. Now I now I have to decorate a new space. Now my new thing is... Do you want to take anything from here and put it in your office? Uh, <laughs> no, not... I, I kind of thought about the Banksy. That looks kind of neat, but I don't know. I mean, you I could... can find that somewhere. You could take that if you wanted, and we could put soundproofing uh, up there. That's fine. We could do that. It is cute, though. He's decorating his office. Yeah, I have to decorate my office because the person who had it before me is officially out. And so, you know, yeah, I decorated this room and then left it. So I feel it's like an amazing. Inter- basically, I'm an interior designer. You are. Is, is I come in, I make your shit look good, and then you enjoy it, and I don't. Because you're the one... Literally, I made this room with the intention of... Um, it's it's going to be kind of a multimedia everything room. Like there's my DJ set. There's, there's a TV, TV in the room. There's a desk if you want to do whatever. Um, there's there's a desk podcast with, equipment. With two laptops. Yeah, I mean, there's all types of different <laughs> technology, whatever. And then as soon as I set it up, AJ gets this work from home gig. And immediately this room turns into like AJ's lab. I live in here. And yeah. she's in here for like the same, like the, the way I'm 40 hours in my office at work, I'll she's be in 40 here, hours yeah, here. I'll be in this room for so, 25 hours next I, week. I'm glad that I could decorate it to, for, me? for you Thank because you. if she would have done it, it would have been so many words on the walls. Ah! So many words. <laughs> it would have been like, create, inspire. Shut up. Never stop. Be quiet. She loves words on walls, man. She loves something I'm on the walls. I'm not like live, laugh, love, though. I would rather have stuff that makes she me did laugh. Have, there was one thing that I found when we were moving all of our shit, and we purged a lot of shit. But there was one thing I found deep in the in the gallows of crafty bullshit that did say live, laugh, love. Well, there's a reason she, it was packed oh, I know. away. She'll fucking deny it, but there was one deep in there. But yeah, you were big into that, but this room is, yeah. Do you know cool. why I hate that? I'll tell you why I hate that saying. As, aside from the fact that it's just been totally commercialized yeah. and made into a thing. Um, our, uh, our shitty neighbor that we used to have in Michigan like a few mm-hmm. years back mm-hmm. when I stalked her out on her Facebook page <laughs> to find out why she was being such a bitch to me. Yeah. Um, it said live, laugh, love on her profile. Um, and I'm like, you don't do any of those things. You're mean. You are mean. Uh, on that note, I wanted to uh, come to this point, folks. Now that I uh, don't really have access to my phone a lot, uh, a lot of your stress daily comes from your social media timelines. Absolutely. This is your public service announcement. Put down your fucking phone. Uh, no, that's uh, true. Some of the weirdest people say that shit, but no, it's a cool room. Thank you. I, yeah, I decorate my great, yeah. decorate my office. I have. We like, went to this place today, yeah. and with the intention of buying stuff for our house, yeah, and buying stuff for his office. This place is called the Happy Saguaro, and a saguaro is a type of cactus. It's the typical type you see. It is like the, the stereotypical cactus, yeah. cactus, but it is the not ones a, with the arms. But it is synonymous with Tucson. Yeah, Tucson. I mean, we have saguaro national parks. There are saguaros everywhere. everywhere. They're There's like a protected species. Folklore within the uh, Native American community They're here awesome. that 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 they are your folklore. You know, your uh, ancestors watching upon you and all types of shit. Do you ever notice that? By the way, when we're driving, there's this road called Oracle, and it goes right past the Catalina Mountains. Mm-hmm. Do you ever notice, like, if you really hone in on the mountains, you can see all yeah. the cactus. Yeah. It's amazing. There's just so many of them. Yeah, yeah. But this place, this store is called the Happy Saguaro, and it's it's all like handcrafted 
everything. It's like basically from Mexico. It's, it it yeah. seems like it's all the crafts from Mexico. Yeah, it's like pottery crafts, and it's stuff you. And I've noticed when we're like a whopping hour away. So. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say Nogales yeah. is an hour away. Not we could just exactly. go to Mexico. We're not exactly shipping international like around the world here. It's a couple hours. We were lazy today. We just went down the street. Yeah, but um, we went to this place and. It's it's just amazing, and I can't describe it. And I wish I could show it to anybody. It's that like seen I would it. say outdoor crafty shit, like shit it's for like your a, garden. Yeah, it's like a farmer's market on crack. Yeah. Like it is enormous and just wall to wall shit, and all the shit's amazing, all of it. So like I bought from my office, I bought uh, like this little. What would you say? It's a decorative vase. Is that what it is? Or a pot? It's pottery. A, it's pottery. Yeah, it's pottery, it's and it has like you know, it's a little Arizona theme with cocoa pelly. And it has some. Uh, it has a saguaro on it, so that's for my office. Because a lot of people who are um, who come into the residential treatment program where I work, they're not from here. They come yeah. from all over the country. Some from all over the world. We so, did mention that today, just in general, driving around. Yeah. We have never seen so many out of state plates yeah. in one place. We saw Alabama, California. I mean, just there's people from all over here in general. So I. Um, Felt like I should have something that, I don't know, kind of represents the area we're in. So I got that. I got like these three little Buddhas that are doing the see no, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil thing, which I'm already working into a lesson. Um, yeah. Because that's terrible, by the way. I run a family uh, therapy program, and I'm going to literally have clients look at it and be like, you see that? That's family bullshit right there. That's what that yep. is. This is, the, this is why things get fucked up, because we're told you didn't see it. You didn't, you didn't hear, hear it. it. You yeah. shouldn't talk you about it. You don't talk about it. Fuck that. We're going to break all those rules in here. <laughs> See, you should you should buy one for like every session and you should break, break it. it. Be like, go break that. Break the cycle and then just go buy break a new the one. cycle. <laughs> so but, yeah, we, got we went that. to this place and we got all this cool stuff for his office. Yeah. So I got that shit for my office. And then, you know, AJ's intent was to get stuff for the home. And by the home, it's like the exterior of the house. For well, when I got here and I started walking our dog every day, I noticed that people are super big on just in general cultural decorations around here. On the outside of their house, they have um, they have cactus, like big wrought iron cactuses, which is funny because yeah. most of us have cactuses in our yard. Yeah. They have wrought iron cactuses, suns, coyotes, javelinas. Yeah. And I'm like, where are you getting all this cool shit? Because I want some. Very themed. Yeah. Semi artisanal because it's all handmade. Oh yeah, but I mean it's handmade and they make a lot of them. It's not like you're getting a fucking one of a yeah, kind. Yeah, but they or make like five foot tall cocoa pellies. I'm like, we yeah. have to get some of this cool so stuff. Like, for it's our a house. lot of outdoor kind of arty shit. And AJ starts well, kind of an explosion of the stuff goes inside because you end up buying stuff for inside yeah. the home as well. You got what? You got a javelina, which is a pig. By the way, yeah, it's a pig native to the area with the baby pigs, and, and they're that's not pigs. Like, they are what are they called? Something co- collared peccaries. That's what they're. They they're are. like cousins, but of they pigs. look they look like pigs. They're just hairy and really cute. But you got like this pottery of them yes. to put on our our mantle. our mantle. We have a little javelina family. You got a wrought iron kind of like welded together piece of outdoor art of a peacock it's gorgeous that you put outside in I love peacocks in our landscaping which is again it's fucking rocks and shit because we're in arizona yeah and, and it looks gorgeous with just the colors of the peacock they just pop it's so cool and then you got like one of those uh you know wrought iron suns. kind of metal suns with the, the quails the quails i love the quails which they are have big little out mo- here yeah they have little mohawks they're adorable and uh 
now our house looks a little bit more Arizona, I suppose. I just, in case you forget where you are. If that's that, you know, you find that place, like you could just spend your entire paycheck without even thinking about it. That's what I could do there. Yeah, That man. place is amazing. I and feel like- I love it too because they're starting to put out, because we went there right after we, you guys moved here in June. Yeah, because everyone talked about how cool the store yeah, was. Yeah, so we finally went and we started picking stuff out. And we're like, we'll come back once we kind of figure out how we're decorating the house. So that's why we went back today. Let but now they're starting to put out Halloween stuff. And it's all like Day of the Dead um, glass, uh, pottery, pumpkins. It's amazing. Like, I can't wait to decorate for every holiday from this store. This store is going to just eat my paycheck alive. This is... Uh, pretty much a somewhat less lame version of we're going to Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, this we is have a time. Mu- this- Maybe we're going to get to Home Depot. <laughs> this isn't this isn't lame in any way, shape, or form. This is le- no. We're listen. This was our whole fucking Saturday. She got so and le- we had a great time because we don't see each other a lot right now. Yeah. She's working. I'm working. Kids in school. And we really traditionally, for the first time in our lives, are like, wow, the weekends are a time. Our when, only time together, when yeah. the family really is together. And plus, our son is, you know, 14 going on 20 and has no interest in spending oh, yeah, time with right? us. Oh, yeah, right. He's like, please leave me alone. Yeah, he's like, are you guys going to leave today? Because that would be great. Do you want to come with? Of course not. <laughs> but we end up going out to uh, just run some chores, pick up some stuff, and, you know, we're, we're getting this happy Suaro place. We're getting stuff for the house. She's making Craigslist deals, running me all around town, picking up shit. Uh, for the uh, for the home and for the pool, but it was fun. We oh no, fun we, I mean, we, we it call it our Saturday shit. It was fun as shit, but it was just hilarious. We go to what we've yeah. already got a favorite taco place here. Yeah, Mako, amazing. You think that's how it's actually pronounced? Mako. I can't I imagine how much M A I C O. I think it's a family name because it's not translated to anything. But it's hard because, like, to me, Mako is the the car paint place. So <laughs> you say, See, let's go to Mako's, and I'm like, I don't, don't feel like that's there. how you say it. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. Why don't you ask the next time we go? We're practically regulars at this point. It would look a lot cooler if you did, because you're like the, uh, you know, uh, epitome of the blonde, uh, you know, white girl from the suburbs, literally wearing a white dress today. So white on white on white. It would be better if you were like, you know, the woman who walked up like, Senor. Okay, first of all. How do we say the name? Is it Mako? I'm not Peggy Hill trying to teach a Spanish class, okay? So, I'll ask next time. Yes, but it was I'll funny. Ask. Yeah, halfway through the day, I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, this is like our big. Uh, you know, I'm officially now that dude who on the Saturday is like, "Oh man, we're gonna go out and do a little bit of shopping." Oh, we got some nice stuff for the outside of the house. It really quality stuff. So Let me cute. tell you, this is oh, it's a peacock. It's really nice. It's peacock. just so cute. You know what? I'll tell uh, you. Hold on, hold. We got some tacos after. There's some good up. tacos we had right there. I'll tell you what's refreshing about living here, <laughs> and I couldn't <laughs> picture it when we were packing up our house in Michigan. What's that? Because you know the look nowadays is for everything to be shades of gray black and white and like you said words on the walls like eat you know love live laugh love and or or it's and then it's got like the farmhouse decor like like incorporated in it like they've got the everyone's uh, got a fucking barn door in yeah they got a barn door and shiplap and I, i when we were packing up the house in michigan i said to myself man i just can't picture what it's going to look like without that. And now that we're here, like, this is how people decorate. Don't get me wrong. The house two doors down from us is gray wall-to-wall on the inside. It's like a gorgeous burnt orange on the outside, but the entire inside is gray, black, white. It's real hip, right? It's like the whole world's in a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I I just kind of love now that, like, we're in a place where, yeah, not everything, it's, everything's very colorful. That's, um, shit, man, that stuff can affect your mood, dude. If you're having, uh, if if, if you're having, like, uh, any kind of, like, uh, light, 
depression issues, do me a favor. You got a lot of dark tones around your house? Change Fucking it. brighten that shit up, this, man. Let's, let's get said, a little change of scenery going this on. This room has... A, my office chair is red because I, I love it. The colors in this room where we are in the groove room were chosen very specifically. Yeah, we have a big uh, mandala like uh, tapestry on the wall. We have a, a super colorful rug. Like This room is very happy. Yeah, it's and supposed to be it. a BSL. Oh, what's up, meow there's, meows? There's my cat. Jeez, they don't want anything to do with us unless we're in here recording. Yeah, then they're like, yeah. well, you're not paying attention. One's to me. licking his asshole over here. The other one wants some loves here. It's good times, man. It's a great Saturday evening. See, if you wondered what, what you know, Rockstar Saturday evenings we have like. This is we, Rockstar. We literally just got done watching Borat with our 14-year-old. That was a request. That was a request on him. I had to like do a bunch of. Uh, explain it. Explain it. <laughs> how this is explaining to do. Because he's like Gen Z, man. So my kid, trust me, I'm like. A zennial, and I thought I was kind of like pretty good at 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 you know watching myself, and uh, you know, and and my kid will call me out on shit. So I'm like, listen, we're watching Borat. It's kind of a satire piece. He's misogynistic. Yeah. He's anti-Semitic. There's all these things, and he's going to pry other people into that web and they're going to maybe agree with them and say some things and the whole movie's kind of exposing it's supposed to make you uncomfortable yeah. and yada yada and you know but but in between that there's funny shit yeah. and he watched it he laughed at he's 14 at this point i don't know if borat's like just enough of a cult- cultural phenomenon i think so well because he's seen uh he wanted to watch it because he's seen a bunch of memes yeah, well, yeah, 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 so memes. he's like i want to watch borat so you can see where it comes from yeah I just find it. It's, it's he wants a- to research his memes. Be like our, <laughs> be like our son, folks. Before you go spreading memes, research that meme. I do. Uh, I I do find it super interesting though, because like you said, we had to explain stuff to him because he very much he'll call things out like that's racist, that's yeah. this, that's like that. if I even say the word um, like black or yeah. white, he immediately yells, "That's racist." I'm like, no, it's not. To describe, like, if, if if there is, if I have to describe someone and they say, what did he look like? And I go, he was a white male with brown hair. That's, that's not who racist. he is. I'm, describe, that's what he looks I'm like. describing who the person is. He was a black man with yeah, short hair. Right? That's what he looks like. That's but, not racist. You know, he's 14, easily hair triggered by anything in life and just happens to be well, kind yeah, of. Well, yeah, but his, his whole generation is, I yeah. hate the word, but woke. They're very woke. They're, they're very woke. they're very sensitive to other people. I want to see if they stay woke because the millennials are starting to sell out. The millennials yeah. have all lost like the glitter in their eye because they're all uh, close to 30. Yeah. And uh, life has kicked them in the balls a couple times and they realize since their inception they've had to live through 9-11 and then fucking the wars and then the economic impact you know the collapse the housing collapse so millennials now like i feel like all their shit they're they're jaded so the zoomers like i want to see how long gen z stays Stays so so woke so fucking woke and 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 sensitive and maybe they do i don't i mean i I hope they do don't don't let the world corrupt you kids but it is weird because like we absolutely support him being very very aware of other people. I consider and other ourselves like, woke AF, as a kid said. But I would say we're pretty woke. Parents. I think we are, but here's my issue: is yeah. I, I'm, I feel conflicted because, like, um, we think a movie like Borat is funny. Yeah. We we like Eminem, who a lot of his early shit pretty nasty stuff use a lot of yeah it's very hard to like make excuses for that but then be quote-unquote woke like we're like oh eminem like i feel like my parents like eminem's fine you guys don't get it i've always loved and this is the weird part and i remember telling aj about this because i said being just you know 
I was kind of tapping into some of that rage when we talked last week on the podcast about Limp Biscuit and all that stuff from the yeah. 90s and all that shit and just where we were. And we were kind of raging against the system in a little bit of a different way. And they're raging against it in like their way. So I understand it. Like I understand yeah. what you're doing and how you're trying to do it. And I applaud you. But it is weird to see them set their own lines. Yeah. Their own boundaries. Very of weird. Yeah. This is what it is. But you we're know, old. Good for them. Not but, only are we woke AF, we are old AF. Well, we are old AF. But <laughs> but but it was like I was setting up certain parts in the scene. Like this is why, you know, when 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 he's doing a scene like the running, running of, the, of Jew, the Jew. Oh, God. You know, like you have to be like, all right, look, the you know, the the just is this is an anti-semitic country and they demonize jewish people and which of course the funny 360 degree turn on that is when he comes back he's a christian and he's like so we don't do that anymore and now they're just crucifying a jew because <laughs> if you're trying to if you kind of go back to the beginning of Christianity, yeah. Crucified, in case you don't know how that works. So I mean, that's but but again, that's the point of the movie, right? Like like it's all a big satire. It's yeah. all you know. Whatever. I'm glad he laughed at it because I was really afraid he would be too woke to like think it was funny. He wasn't. No, he th- he thought it was funny. I don't know if he could ever because he asked about if there's a sequel, and I was like, there actually is. It just came out, and it's kind of different because he can't really be in the character yeah, because because every, people know it now everyone knows them and really it's kind of a more political theme yeah you know it's it's a different thing than he was doing but yeah that was interesting chalk that up to shit i didn't think i'd be doing on a saturday night. <laughs> watching borat with our teenage son <laughs> that's literally what i got woken up to we had our little saturday we went out and bought shit we had tacos of course aj's like let's take a nap so we take a nap i wake up from a nap before my eyes are even open we're watching borat there's fucking kazakhstan on like tv and i was like all right i'm like here's <laughs> i can like hear it <laughs> you guys want to hear a funny story this is a funny story um you want to speak about cross-generational uh wokeness i saw bruno is that a word wokeness it is now <laughs> Uh, I saw Bruno, which was the follow-up to Borat, right? So Bruno, AJ just almost spit out her fucking Sprite. Um, I know where this is going. So Bruno, in the <gasps> Sasha Baron Cohen you know, world, he's the fabulously gay fashion designer. And that movie was kind of the same shtick as Borat, where it was coming to America to expose Americans' um, hate... <laughs> And this time, instead of it being the racism and misogyny and anti-Semitism and all the shit, was it? Oh, God, the one poor guy in the first movie, was uh, he was ragging on folks in the Middle East. Remember that? It was very anti-Islamic. Yeah, anti-Islam. So instead of um, exposing that, it was all about homophobia. And it was all basically about how, you know, that's really our line in the fucking sand is the gay issue. Now, again, this was... 2008 maybe yeah. 2007 um which back then gay marriage still wasn't even legal in our country yeah uh dare, and there are still people mad about it for there some are reason. still people mad that's what i always tell folks that we've come a long way i'm like y'all know that obama entered office saying yeah i think we should uh, just do civil unions for the gays yeah, okay so right? we've come a long fucking way we still have since a long 2008 way but um the bruno movie really digs into that I went and saw the Bruno movie. Oh, God. Oh, God. With AJ's cousin, who she considers like her brother. A brother, yeah, my, my cousin Sean. He's the godfather to my son. He's a great dude. We were all in Milwaukee for some reason. It was uh, myself, him, his mom, who is AJ's aunt, 
So there's your your baby boomer, yeah. right? Uh, and then her grandmother, who was alive, who was her aunt's mother. I think we were having some sort of family gathering, and you guys just decided we should go see a movie. Someone tonight. like brought up movie because I think at that point your cousin was still living out of town, and he was back in town. Yeah. And they were all excited. It's like let's do. We some were shit. all in town from our radio job. Whatever, or whatever the fuck it was, and someone said we. Oh well, Borat was funny. We should go see Bruno. And I didn't go. Because we had the kid, we had the yeah. Our son was there, and I'm like, you guys can go and. That was like one of those things where, like, you know, me and you could never do anything without the kid. Yeah, exactly. Because no one ever fucking helped us. No. So you were like, just go, just go. I'll stay here. You were probably happy. I was bonding with your family. Probably it was nice to see you. Yeah, like I was doing an outing with them. It was right before we got married. Yeah. So we go to this little theater, and again, so you got me. I'm the Zennial. You got uh, Sean, who's he's like a millennial by like a year. Millennial. You got your aunt, who's the boomer, and then you got your grandmother, who's part of the greatest generation. Oh, sweet Jesus. I can't believe you guys. And within the first, like, two minutes. Real quick. Hang on. Before you get to that. (laughs) What was that? What was the discussion about picking that movie? Don't remember. I swear I think your aunt did. Not that I want to put it on your aunt, (laughs) but I think your aunt. I think it was a call just like, oh, it's the Borat guy. It's funny. Yeah. It's his, I can see, it's his new prank movie. I was it's it's say, like, you know, oh, it's it's the new Borat prank you movie. You and me and, and my cousin, we would have gone to see that because we're oh, wildly yeah. immature and laugh at anything. It would have been great. But that's why I was like, who picked it? Was it Sean? Because I just feel like even he would know better than to invite my grandmother. Yeah, I don't have like a clear memory, but someone called it and we all go to this little theater. It wasn't like a nice theater. And we uh, sit down. And if you've ever seen Bruno, I mean, within oh, the God. first 120 seconds, oh. I believe, doesn't the dude, like, he flies across the room onto a dildo yes. and, like, spins around. <laughs> like, it's just super odd. It's so offensive and so hilarious. It is, and it just I, gets so much more offensive with every minute. Oh, my God. I can't believe you guys took my and grandmother to see it. Within, like, five minutes, like, a couple in front of us. Who I always love, you know, people always um, just assume that old folks can be offended, which which I'm like, no, anyone can be offended. I think we had two female Latinas in front of us. I'm going to say somewhere in their 20s. Okay. Lasted like five minutes. Oh, I, yeah. Got up and left. Out, out, right? out, out. And I don't quite remember. <laughs> who, I, where, who was sitting next to my grandma during I, all this? I think your aunt. I think it was like Sean, me, Sean, your aunt and then your grandmother. And so, of course, me and, like, Sean are losing our shit. And your aunt is, like, losing her shit. And your grandma's at the other side. But there was a weird silence on the way home. It was very strange. <laughs> I mean, again, I thought it was, like, really funny. And, like, I just thought you guys were, like, a really progressive family. I'm like, this is crazy. I found the only, like, I already thought they were weird because they were the only Irish family who didn't drink. Yeah. It was fucking Nobody crazy. Nobody in my family really drinks. They're sober as Fuck. Yeah, but they do it with there there's a lot of there was a lot of smoking. A lot of smoking. But that even that's kind of gone now. A lot of drugs, a lot of pills, there's other yeah. things in there. <laughs> but there's no booze. But as far as like we all sit down and like they don't like no one even has a beer in the house. Like here you are worried about tomorrow having a wine cooler for your friend. Like it back There was in, no booze there in the house. Never no. a booze. Never. So, you know, I I was just thinking this is the craziest little Irish family <laughs> I ever met. They don't drink and now we're all going out to see Bruno with grandma. <laughs> and then I found out afterwards they're like, "Holy shit, you took Grandma Sybil." Like this Grandma Sybil I met, like a lot of people out there, I think you have this experience. 
they, they, they meet people in your life at a certain time. Yes. And your opinion of them is formed from that time from yeah. from history. Oh, I see what you're saying. And right. I only know them from now. So I only knew your grandma from that point in time. It's kind of this old woman who was happy that she had this grand, you know, great grandchild on the way. And like AJ was like, my fucking grandmother is a terror and she's old school and she don't like gays and she doesn't like, I mean, and she was the joke about grandma was that they had a porch on the South side of Milwaukee that was like screened in. And then eventually they made it into like another wing of the house. They like put in like heating and carpet and she would sit on this porch in the back corner and it was long. So like people would kind of sit, but you had to kind of turn to talk to everybody. She would sit there and smoke cigarettes all day and talk shit about yeah. whoever walked by. Just shit talk people all day. And, and if nobody was walking by, she'd just talk shit about neighbors <laughs> because their house was there. So, like, that's how I always knew my grandma. And I'm like, and like she, she said some really, I mean, I love oh, my like, grandma, but listen, she was an angry Irish woman. There were other people in, the, in their family who were like, she fucking physically abused me as a child. Yeah. And then literally, I'm like, I went and saw Bruno with this lady. She's the coolest fucking grandma you know I've ever met in my life. Do you know okay? why that night even mildly worked out for you guys? Because it was after my grandpa died. Was it? Oh, and yeah, she was alone. Right. She was alone. So everybody, like, I called my grandma three times a week at that point from, from you know, the other side of Wisconsin. I mean, people would just take her out to dinner, just get her out of the house so she wasn't by herself. We are, we're actually the reason why she ended up coming down with cancer. Because she was oh. like, you know what, if this is all that's out there, is going to see fucking movies like Bruno. I don't want to see the, more of the future if it looks like Bruno. I don't want to like see no more butt stuff. <laughs> get me out of here. My kids are taking me to movies with butt stuff. Butt stuff. That's like when I, uh, that's like when my mom, uh, my mom, when uh, she was alive the last five years, you know, she was sick, she had Alzheimer's dementia, and she would stay in some sort of assisted living, memory home care, but it was by us geographically. And for as long as we could, when she was still physically able, we'd usually on Sundays get together for dinner. Yeah. Whether we'd go out, or sometimes she'd come over and we'd make dinner, whatever. And I remember the one time in Wisconsin, uh, she came I went and picked her up, brought her over, and we were making dinner, and we had a while to wait for it. And uh, behind the candelabra came on HBO. Oh, God. Which is, if you haven't seen it, it's brilliant. It is. It's uh, Michael Douglas and Matt Damon. Yes, as uh, Michael Douglas stars as Liberace, Matt Damon as his lover, and it's based off the book uh, that was written by the lover character. Now, you have to be specific. Didn't you say your grandparents were, like, super now, into Liberace? my grandparents, my mother's parents, uh, you know, Polish folks born in 19-teens, whatever, yeah. loved fucking Liberace. Definitely went to their grave thinking he was not gay, okay? <laughs> Definitely died like that nice man just likes to play the piano in those sparkly outfits. <laughs> um, but as we all know, Liberace, a tad gay. Uh, the, the, the book is obviously all about that double life, yeah. right? So, so the movie is all about that double life, where it's mainly the character of Liberace and his relationship with this man, his relationship with his sexuality, his relationship with drugs and alcohol yeah. and being kind of this out of control dude. And I remember when I had my mom over the one Sunday it was on, I'm like, fuck it, man. She grew up listening to Liberace, man. We're, we're watching the Liberace. Yeah, I remember sitting on it. the couch next to we're her. Going but for it. I put one cushion in between us because I'm like, I don't want to be close <laughs> enough to like feel her facial expressions. Yeah. Did she realize, though, that like, did she get it? 
I think my mom knew Liberace. Do you, okay. Did she know Barry Manilow's gay? Because she loved Barry. No, I think she died thinking Barry was straight. Because I feel like you said to her, like, hey, mom, Barry Manilow got married. And then that, no, you didn't yeah, finish yeah, it. Yeah, no, what I said was because uh, in the, like the last year or two of her life, uh, Barry Manilow got married to his manager, who is a man. And all I said was, hey, mom, did you hear that Barry Manilow married his manager? See? It's all about how you slick, phrase things. Slick, slick, It's all about slick. how you phrase things, folks. I'm a master marketer. Been doing this for fucking hey, years. Hey, no more butt stuff, okay? All right. Yeah, yeah, right? She's like, get that butt stuff off the TV. <laughs> Who's that Matt Damon character? What's he doing to fucking <laughs> What's uh, he doing to Liberace? Oh, boy. <laughs> We've been married uh, 12 years, and our wedding, uh, it was not good. <laughs> this is not... This is not my fault. This was my, my mom and my wife planned the wedding, and they're both cheap. So they cut corners. If we hire someone, if we hire someone to do something at our house, I promise he does not do that job full time. <laughs> we got married on Friday the 13th, got a pretty sweet deal on that. <laughs> our DJ was awful, and that's because we got my mom to hire the DJ. I don't know who thinks to ask someone in their 50s for DJ recommendations. No one ever is like, Mom, are you in with the local DJ scene by any chance? <clears throat> she hired someone older than her. He just had CDs, and this was when computers were doing real good. He got uh, super drunk, played the same song three times in a row. White Wedding, which he said was by Billy Joel. So Facebook memories can be great and they can be terrible at the same time. I think mine have been that. kicking ass lately. I, I like mine lately. Dude. They've been very happy, very jovial. I'm loving my Facebook memories lately. Even because I think by this time, like as far as last year, this time last year we had all kind of tr- figured out how to like live and not be miserable during yeah, yeah. the pandemic. Gotcha. And pretty, you know, everything before that was totally normal. But I'm getting memories now from the month before our wedding in 2009. And I am too, I think. I saw a few and mine are all about I shit you not. Basically concentrating on the party. Like, it's basically me like, oh, where should we all, you know, go golfing before the wedding? Which is weird. It was like the one year period of my life when I was trying to golf. Yeah, you were trying to golf to impress my dad. I think so, yeah. Um, and he wasn't good. And then and I he think, really never went. <laughs> and then like my other posts were all like, "Hey, what? We're all going to be going out to the party, you know?" It was it was very yeah, same thing. So I can tell that's what you were focusing on. What I was <laughs> focusing on was I know it's different shit. This was the month before the wedding. Yeah, that we had people dropping out without dropping out. Oh, and boy, I, I don't remember that. See, I was trying to like understand my cryptic facebook posts because oh, i was being i was being Did like vague, vague i was vague booking yeah that's the best part is when you look back at some of your social media posts and you're like oh what a what a dick i was i, I hate immature, i hate it i'm like why why would i say something I like that? that but you know what good personal growth yeah. you've grown now to realize you used to be a dick you used to be a dick not anymore yeah hopefully um no but i was i was vague booking a little like well this isn't very much fun and i'm sitting here trying to think like what the hell was happening then you're trying to decipher your own shit. and then i realized we had um, basically two people drop out of our wedding right before the wedding. Okay. And they didn't tell us. It was They almost ghosted us. And then when we called them out, they're like, well, I mean, I thought you know, it would be okay. But because we got married in Vegas, we had 
um, one friend who was going to be in my bridal party Mm -hmm. that couldn't afford to go. And then I had another friend who was supposed, I asked her to be a bridesmaid. We went shopping, did all, and then she just fell off the face of the earth and like never got back to me about anything. And um, all done. And I realized that's what all of my Facebook memories are from this, this is, time this in 2009. This is going to suck, and I don't know if, if you want to do it. And if you, I mean, I don't give a shit if you want me just to bleep these out. Because I don't remember this. It was Karen and Lindsay. Okay. Karen was my college roommate. We're still really good friends. Yeah. And, you know, she had gotten married a couple of years before. That now, yeah. yeah. Um, and she, she bought, I mean, she went out, she bought the dress and everything and then was just like, I can't go. And she didn't show up to my bachelorette party, which was weird. And it's, it really sucks. Cause I'm like, man, I remember the hurt I was feeling yeah. during that. Like, how could all these people like just leave me hanging out to dry? Like we were very, very open about our wedding. Like if you can't afford to go or you don't want to make the trip, it's okay. Yeah. Like we know that this isn't going to be a big affair, I but mean, it was 2009. To be honest, a lot of people were so financially hurting from the economic collapse. Shit, we was, were hurting. We were hurting. We charged, hard. we had to charge a good portion of that wedding just to make it happen. So we understand if you can't make the trip down but, to Las Vegas. Yeah. But you know, when you've got people not saying okay. like they won't get back to you. And that's what Man, was happening. I forgot about that. Cause I had one, I had my buddy, um, Horatio, God bless his soul. Uh, he's passed away now, but he was originally supposed to be one of my groomsmen. And then I remember same thing where I found out he couldn't go and I had to pry the information yes. out of him. And that's what happened. want to tell yep, me. Yep. That's what happened with my two friends is they yeah. just, they ghosted me. And then eventually like I, I called them out and they were on the spot and they were like, well, I mean, I can't go. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, like you're supposed to stand up next to me in like three weeks and you yeah. weren't going to tell me. But That's crazy. I don't remember, man. I don't remember I do. that. I'm so sorry. Because I've reconciled with both of those people Aww, and, and both so of them nice. have apologized as well. They, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. They're like, you know, I was young, broken, immature, and I'm sorry. Um, but as I'm looking back on these memories... And the same thing. I forgot about it, too, until those memories came up. Oh, that sucks, And man. it made me realize, and this is to anybody out there who is getting married. Yes. I know. I know this is, quote, unquote, the most important day of your life. Quote, unquote. But in 10 years, mm-hmm. that big day will not be as big of a deal. And try to focus on the good parts of it. Because I'm almost mad at myself that I focused on the people who had hurt me in the process. Yeah. And now here I am, you know, like me, I was talking about what strip club we were going to go to. Yeah. You, cause your friends were all going. That's why you had no problems. (laughs) How how we were going to go to see love by Cirque du Soleil. And it ended up being great. We actually had more people at our wedding than we expected. We had like 55 people there, There which was insane. I didn't even really necessarily like who were at the wedding. (laughs) Stop it. I was like, son of a bitch, they all came. You stop it. But it was, uh, yeah, well, again, it wasn't like we were asking people to come to fucking Toledo, okay? Like when you're saying Las Vegas, it's a little bit, I mean, literally, uh, AJ invited a girlfriend who has a a husband who's uh, in recovery from a a gambling addiction. Yeah. No shit. They They came. He's like, oh, I got a great idea. We should go to that one. Well, and, and so when I look back on this, and, and trust me, there are there is one fight that I will never be over from that wedding, yeah. and it's my aunt and uncle who made a big deal. They did not want us to get married anywhere outside of Milwaukee because they claimed they couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Of course, they went on other vacations that year, but they couldn't make it to Vegas. And I kept saying, I'm not hurt if you can't be there, but don't be a sure, dick about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they were huge dicks about it. Like, they made our lives miserable. And now in hindsight, I'm like, damn, like those things were so not important. No. And and on the grand scale of things, even the wedding 
wasn't that important. Like, here we are, what is it, 12 years later? Yeah, something like that. And we have been through so much shit in our marriage. And that day, while it was amazing and it was fun and it was beautiful, I'm like, it, it's the marriage is so much more important than just that one day. And I'm so mad at myself for focusing on the negative things. Yeah, that's what I was telling AJ today uh, when we were driving around. And I don't know, it was just a beautiful day and the mountains were out. And we were kind of hand in hand in the car going to do something. And I said, hey... Moments like this is what life is yes. is made of. Because now we all have our theories on what happens when your heart starts beating and uh, your body goes cold at the end of your life here. Stop speeding. And I feel just like, you know, it's those moments that are going to be with you. Yeah. And do you want to waste time and energy on those other moments? Well, I think a lot of the problem too is that like as as women especially, we are very much brought up to believe that our wedding is supposed to be a yeah, certain way. Yeah, the wet well, I mean one, it's hashtag an, father of the look, bride. Look, you expect you we expect our wedding to be like that. That's what we are we, one, we are brought up expecting. It's a fucking industry. So yeah. that's what you gotta remember, just like Hallmark, it's an industry, okay? And even now it's more of an industry because there's T V shows yeah. and all types of shit. That are all wrapped up into like how and now to, yeah people are trying to go be Instagram famous with their wedding yeah, it's ridiculous right? it's so there there there's all tight it's it's an industry I've worked in the in the industry I get it and I've always said some of the most glorious biggest weddings look the biggest the best friend right there or one of the friends that AJ couldn't get to come to our wedding and they had a big falling out and they didn't talk they had one of the most elaborate biggest weddings. That we have ever been a part of. And guess what? They're divorced. They're divorced. You know what I'm saying? And, and that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't, the size uh, of your wedding doesn't mean you're going to make it no, or not. No, but what but I'm saying is. But it also, it means, you know, know what's important. Yeah. And while that day is important, it's not the most not important, that important day. important. Because marriage is work and it's true. Yeah. And it so, can be really hard. Can I ask you about it? Like, you've always talked about this, that you're like, you need to walk slowly or walk lightly or tread lightly. When it comes to people's weddings, yes, because you said people won't forget that shit, nope. and it'll forever. A relationship might survive, but it's going to be changed. Yeah. So right there, you had two females, an aunt, uncle, and for all kind of in purposes, their their daughter, who is your cousin. Yeah. How have those relationships from two thousand nine? Here we are in twenty twenty one. Have they mended? Are they back? If they did, are they the same? Or is it true that that was kind of a, a catalyst moment? Um, My friend Karen and I are, I think we'll always be close. We've just been friends for so long. We were yeah. roommates in college. And, you know, I was upset with her just because I was her maid of honor. So, like, I planned everything. And she was in Brazil. She took advantage of the situation. Um, she it, went over the top, and you, because... I had, for her bachelorette party, we were in, like, VIP at a club in downtown Milwaukee with, like, an open bar. Like, I went all yeah, out for yeah. her. Because so, that's what you do, yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm also, like, I don't want to be the reason anybody thinks back on their wedding and... and like, they, oh, well, yeah. screw her, you know? I didn't want anybody to think of me that way. Like, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. So then when she kind of ruined it for me, I was like, well, what the hell, man? Like, you know, all you had to say was, I can't do it. I can't afford it. Instead of ghosting me, buying the dress, and then uh, three weeks before being like, we're not going. Yeah. Um, but we're okay now. Like, that again, <laughs> it just, We're okay now. Well, and she, what she about is, the other one? She what is about getting the other divorced, girl? and I'm trying to be there for her, because this okay. is really hard for her, and yeah. I do love her as a person. Um, my other friend, Lindsay, we just never kind of re- that was just kind of it. Yeah, and I mean, she just, you, you can tell, she 
she seems to jump around friendships a lot. Okay. Um, and she's like, she's not even friends with half the people we knew back then anymore. Yeah, so. so, but I mean, she's still a friend and she apologized and all that stuff. All right. uh, my aunt and uncle, no, <laughs> no mending there. They were nasty about it. They were they were nasty for years. I mean, they would bring this up. Uh, they'd pull it out of their back pocket yeah. and be like, what about the wedding? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It was my wedding, and I wanted to get married in Vegas, and you didn't like it. So who's in the wrong here? Um, but that that relationship has continually gotten worse. And, will, and it's so weird, too, because, like you said, their daughter, my cousin now, mm-hmm. is grown. And, like, she has angst about that wedding, and she was, like, 10 years old. That's the part that kills Second me. Secondhand, it's handed down. Yeah, I'm like... It's like the Hatfield and McCoys. You start telling the kids, now listen there. That man down there, his daddy, <laughs> slapped your daddy. <laughs> we don't commiserate with their kind. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. And it's so weird, because, like, she's, she's pissed about my wedding, and she wasn't even old enough to remember it. But, yeah, no, those... That relationship, I don't think, is ever going to get fixed. Yeah. You know, I'm. I, it sucks, but I'm waiting for family members to die so that we like have to mend it just to get through it. And it sucks because like I a good family death to bring everyone well, together. You know, it's just weird, and I I just try not to be that person that somebody will think back on their wedding and be like, oh, that person ruined it. If you yeah. if you can't afford something, if you can't be at something, if you don't want to stand up. Just say it. If it's you hard. If it's, you, confrontation's hard, but just say it because it will make things so much easier. If you don't want to wear a mask, instead of going and making a statement at someone's wedding. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I mean, think about that. Now you were just dealing with like old school drama. Yeah. You know, now you got all types of new shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine now? No. Trying to send out wedding invites with vaccination versus non-vaxxed. Uh, excuse me, sir. Are you on the masked or non-masked side? Uh, right. That's it's not the do. bride and groom it's side. The bride and it's, groom. it's vaccinated and unvaccinated. <laughs> you may do the hokey pokey with those people over there. These folks over here will turn themselves around. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be even. I mean, and, and fuck, I'm, I'm serious when I'm, when I'm like, I bet you that shit kicks up more dust. Yeah. Than all just the normal drama of, you know, girlfriends not going to each other's weddings and bullshit, bullshit. And, yeah, you know, family well, pissed off because not doing what they want. Maybe that's another reason that I look back on it now and it's so trivial because of what yeah. the entire world is A going A lot through. of shit that you get pissed off at. And I'm the same way about this when, I'm, when my Facebook memory comes up and I'm not preaching from no fucking mount. That bullshit you get pissed off about, it's just that. Yeah. And I get embarrassed when about I look, the dumb stuff when you I got look mad back about, at yeah. my old social shit. And I, I get embarrassed, but I don't delete it. I no. leave that shit up there because I want to remind myself that I've fucking grown. You're grown as a person, and we're human beings. You're gonna, oh, yeah. you're gonna feel mad about dumb shit. It's, yeah. it's gonna happen, even when you don't want it to. You're gonna but feel again, things you don't want to feel. But again, when you're in those final moments, right? When you're shooting the fuck out of this world, man, yeah. and everything's coming past you, how many of those moments do you want to have been? You wasting this energy on bullshit and wasting it so much that you felt the need to translate it to a bigger audience. Yeah. That's the thing. Not only was it wasted energy in the moment of getting angry and pissed off, then you're like, I'm going to put this on another platform because I want everyone to fucking know. I don't, in my last moments, the friends who did not show up and the family members who Mm. griped about it, they're not going to be on my mind. That's not going to be. You're going to think about your loved ones, your son, your husband, the beautiful things you've done in your life. Maybe I'll think about those people, but I'll think about better times, great times we had with them. I'll think of my college roommate when we used to go out partying and have a great time. Like That's the stuff I'll think about, but I won't think about how they didn't show up to my wedding. Wasted fucking energy. Energy. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms 
platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.